When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin talks sports. Wake up, everybody, no more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war, and poverty. Yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better wake them up, get them up, get them going for your teachers out there, probably wrapping up your school year today or into next week, that's a good thing, teach them well though into the summertime, Memorial Day, couple weekends out, and we have a lot to do on a Friday, get you into a, a busy weekend, great night at the dish last night for the Longhorn baseball team, great news for the Texas basketball team game down late yesterday, another good one in the Western Conference semifinals last night, but Denver Again, holds on for a nice win and a lot to dive into. NBA playoffs, baseball, and a busy weekend on tap. We'll get you there on this Friday morning on the Show of the People. Appreciate you being there up early. Early bird always gets the worm, however you're finding us. Maybe on 104.9 on the FM dial. Could be 101.9 FM, of course. Also, AM 1260 always available. We make it easy for you to find us digitally on your smart speaker at home or work. Always on your Horn app. Take us wherever you go, even into the weekend. Listen to those Longhorn baseball games on that Horn app uh, throughout the weekend. And, of course, always streaming for you digitally and on our Twitch channel where you can watch the show at our website at hornfm.com. Mr. Godbolt. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cavazos, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for what you do. It is appreciated. To all you officers and officers out there, uh, to all EMS workers, thank you for your service also to us. We do appreciate it. And we appreciate it each and every day. Thank you. Indeed. Today and every day, 19th of May. And be another scorcher. It was hot yesterday, man. Oh. Uh, it was a warm one uh, with not a lot of cloud cover, but the humidity persists. And uh, uh, summer is right around the corner. We know that. still technically spring. But uh, yeah, I think Portland, it's going to be more here more like summer. Nasty. Uh, and hit the 90s again today. A little better chance of rain today and into tomorrow. Uh, not as many blue skies as we had yesterday, but uh, lot to do. PGA Championship uh, round one, actually, is, is underway this morning. They're having to finish up round one because of yesterday's two-hour weather frost delay. They didn't finish last night, so uh, a lot of golfers on the course this morning trying to finish up round one, including our leader at the uh, PGA Championship in Rochester, New York, Eric Cole. Eric Cole is kind of a... Uh, Remember him uh, a couple of weeks ago, or a couple, well, no, two months ago when he played. I don't know the name. He's in the thick of things. He's a good-looking golfer, though, man. Smooth golf swing. He's at five under par, uh, but then a really good leaderboard that includes the slim-down Bryson DeChambeau, uh, who had a heck of a round yesterday, shot 66. He's down 
by about 20, 30 pounds from his, uh, he's all muscle bound and, uh, and, and uh, thick. He's, uh, he's slim back and looking good yesterday. Scotty Scheffler is at three under par. Dustin Johnson's at the leader on the leaderboard. Victor Hovland, Keegan Bradley, a former PGA champion winner. So uh, Adam Scott is up there. So good, good board. We'll keep you posted in the, the wrap up of round one and then yeah. they'll tee off round two this morning. I think this dude, Ryan Fox, is like a, a club pro. Ryan Fox, yeah, he's at, he's at two under par. But uh, yeah, you got a couple live golfers in there, and DJ and uh, and DeChambeau. You got Scotty Scheffler hanging around. John Rahm did not have a good day. No, John he did Rahm not. Did not have a good no. day. Uh, he shot plus six, I believe, was his final total he had yesterday. A snowman. Yesterday. Thanks for that pick yesterday. He's a, that's a yeah. hard golf course right there. I mean, obviously, uh, course is is going to be difficult if if four under or what right, as right now five under, but the round's not over for the leader. Uh, if that's the if that's the best they get on the day one, you know that the course will get tougher into the weekend, um, more difficult. That's just the way the PGA Championship goes. They'll they'll the pin placements and now they are expecting some rain potentially uh, Saturday, which could soften up the greens. But if they don't, uh, you know they'll get they'll get harder and harder and uh, faster and faster there uh, at Oak Hill. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a really tough challenge and, and test of golf into the weekend. We'll get you the, uh, some of the leaders, but uh, right now, you know, they, they're wrapping up round one this morning uh, as part of our, our headlines. We'll they played into the that. dark yesterday. It was nice. Yeah, all the way. Well, you knew, they, you knew when you, you push everything back two hours, and then you got to get, I mean, it's a full field, and before the cut into the weekend, you're, it was going to probably not get done, and it didn't uh, with the delay from yesterday morning. Hey, let's get to the headlines, trending topics. Make sure you're caught up on uh, the Friday morning news. UBO Business Services. Yeah, we'll start with Texas baseball. Busy night last night. Longhorns opened up that regular season ending series with first place West Virginia. Uh, uh, resoundingly, a dominant 12-2 pounding of the Mountaineers at the dish. How about the Longhorn outfitter downtown Porter Brown? Had himself a night. Blasted three home runs. Drove in eight runs on the night. Dylan Campbell went three for four. Hit his 11th home run of the year. He also extended his program record hitting streak to 31 games. On the mound, Texas ace Lucas Gordon notched his sixth win with a seven innings of four-hit ball. A win keeps the Longhorns in the hunt for a share of the Big 12 regular season championship. We'll have to win the remaining two games of the series starting tonight, 6.30. First pitch, you'll hear it live here on the Horn with Game 2. LeBaron Johnson Jr. will get the ball for Texas. West Virginia will counter with their seven-game winner, Blaine Traxel. Craig Way will have more on that coming up in the Craig Way Report. Softball, Longhorn softball will begin play in the NCAA tournament today over at McCombs Field. They're the host for the NCAA Regional there. Seton Hall, the opponent today. Texas State and Texas A&M are also a part of that double elimination tournament. Great news late yesterday for Texas basketball and Rodney Terry. Word, uh, as many, many of us expected, that junior point guard Tyrese Hunter is returning to the Longhorns for another season. After testing those NBA draft waters, Hunter started all 38 games for the Longhorns this past season on the run to the Big 12 Tournament Championship in the Elite Eight. Began his career at Iowa State, where he was the Big 12's freshman of the year that year. Hunter joins a rebuilt backcourt that now includes himself, Oral Roberts transfer and scoring machine Max Acemus, and Texas Arlington transfer guard Kendall Weaver. Look for Rodney Terry and the staff to look for at least one more guard for depth in that backcourt in the transfer portal. NBA playoffs last night. Top seeded Denver Nuggets now two wins away from the NBA Finals. They held off the L.A. Lakers in Game 2 of the Western Conference uh, semifinals last night, 108-103, thanks to a scintillating fourth-quarter performance from their emerging star, Jamal Murray, and a cold shooting night from both Lakers stars, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. L.A. Hold on, held on for the held the lead for most of the game, entered the fourth quarter up 79-76. That's when Jamal Murray just absolutely exploded. 26-year-old poured in 23 of his game-high 37 in the final 12 minutes, hit six of his seven shots from the floor, four three-pointers, made a bunch of free throws down the stretch. His red-hot shooting fueled a 15-1 run 
early in that quarter that separated the game. Nikola Jokic added another triple-double, 23 points, 17 rebounds, 12 assists. For the Lakers, LeBron James and Anthony Davis shot a combined 13 of 34 from the floor, included one of nine from three-point attempts. Uh, games three, or three and four will be back at Staples Center in L.A., where they are undefeated in the playoffs so far. Eastern Conference semifinal series game two is tonight in Boston. Heater up one game to none on the seas. In baseball last night, both the Rangers and Astros enjoyed a day off. Both will open up weekend home series with last place teams tonight. Texas will host Colorado for three. Houston will host the Oakland A's for three. Round Rock, a 4-1 loser to El Paso on a thirsty Thursday at the Dell Diamond. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. Our texture says, I don't think I'm ever going to get used to hearing Bucky say Fort Cavazos instead of Fort Hood. Yeah, that's uh, every, time, every yeah. time you say it, but uh, you're, you're doing a good job. Uh, just repeating it. Good job. Every, you haven't missed it yet. I know you write so it far, down. so good. Yeah, I write it down and look <laughs> dead smack at it for the first couple of weeks. It'll all click in at some point. Oh, Fort yeah. Cavazos, Texas, and we appreciate them. Yeah, good stuff last night. Longhorn baseball. Uh, just that's, way, that's the way you uh, open a series, uh, stepping it up. We talked to David Pierce yesterday. Heck, we talked about Porter Brown yesterday with David Pierce. Oh, yeah. And uh, what an impact he has had as a you know tra- transfer, graduate transfer from TCU, bringing experience. And, uh, man, what a night he had. Uh, downtown Porter Brown, they call him. He has been so clutch for them, so rock solid in the middle of that order all year long, playing a really good brand of left field. And as we talked about with Coach Pierce, he was a uh, childhood eye model, Buck. Eye model. His mom signed him up because he's, he's uh, dark-skinned, but he's got these deep blue, greenish eyes. And as David Pierce said to us yesterday, when I'm talking to him, I just can't stop looking at his eyes. <laughs> he's just—it's—he's such a unique-looking person. And uh, uh, boy, did he have himself a night—the the big home run he hit in the in the second inning, his second at bat. I uh, drove in a couple of runs in the first inning. Longhorns just attacked the West Virginia starter last night. Then his second inning blast uh, made it six to nothing, and really felt at that point, okay, uh, with Lucas Lucas Gordon on the mound, this thing's going to go good. And uh, they just they just kept pouring it on twelve to two the final rain uh, they get the victory there so one down two to go wow. one down two to go boy what a way to start too and they all played well last night they did that was uh, complete performance now look West Virginia um, you know they they started like because it was a Thursday night start they didn't start their normal weekend starters they they started with the back end knowing they just really have to win one game right. in this series. And, you know, Longhorns are going with Lucas Gordon. They're going to go with Blaine Traxel tonight. He's a seven-game winner, ERA in the mid-threes. Um, you know, this is one of their better pitchers. And then the, so, you know, I don't think West Virginia panics. But, you know, with that, with, with the weekend crowds now coming, it'll be a bigger crowd tonight and a sellout. Uh, I would imagine Sunday or Saturday will be a, a frenzied type of crowd at 2.30. And that, that can be an impactful thing. And, you know, the more the Longhorns keep the pressure on, the more the pressure Absolutely. mounts on West Virginia. You know, you come in knowing we just got to probably win one game and we're going to clinch our first – uh, you know, that's their, would be their first ever Big 12 regular season crown uh, as a program. Uh, but the more the Longhorns can play with the lead and, and get out to quick starts uh, with LeBaron Johnson Jr. tonight, the more pressure rolls into the West Virginia dugout uh, and the more the uh, the home crowd become a factor for the Longhorns. But, yeah, really, really good start to that series last night for your Texas Longhorns as they get the uh, the, uh, uh, the the first win. So game two tonight, 630. We'll have more from David Pierce coming up with Craig and the Craig Way Report uh, on a – on a busy Friday morning. You know what? I, I hope this rain just chills out. I hope we get a nice weekend, it's be, especially for this baseball team. I mean, last night was a beautiful night to play. Isn't yeah. it, it's supposed to rain pretty hard tonight, though, right? Is it, is it tonight that the rain is coming? That's what I've been hearing all week. Gosh. 
Well, I mean, the game, let me look at the forecast. You know, there's a chance for rain starting about 6 o'clock. Um, but then the heavier stuff is supposed to go overnight. So maybe it'll be after the game's over. Yeah. And then obviously they'll be watching the forecast. They've got, uh, they've got time. If there's going to be a delay, they can mm-hmm. play a doubleheader tomorrow. I know the Big 12 wouldn't want to have a doubleheader most likely. But they want everything wrapped up by Saturday. Yeah, because they got to get going next week. Uh, yeah, everybody needs to, you know, they need to get West Virginia back home because the Big 12 tournament starts on Wednesday up in Arlington. Uh, so uh, Big 12 trying to wrap things up with their regular season uh, by Saturday, uh, tomorrow, as that would be. All right, so we've got a lot to do. We'll dive into this Lakers-Nuggets game last night. Another good one. Lakers did not play well, yet they almost they were in the game again with the, in the closing moments of the basketball game. Jamal Murray was just too red hot. I mean, what a performance he had. That's a legendary performance in the fourth quarter of a finals game right there. He was unbelievable. Let me first say about our friends over at Viking Fence. Longhorns were swinging for the fences last night. Uh, and that's what Viking Fence is all about. They've been doing it for 50 years, five decades plus, right here in Central Texas, the premier fence company in Austin, Texas. You know that. And they're still, after all this time, still locally owned uh, and operated, and they still do it the same way. After investing in all of the abilities to build you a better fence and higher quality fence, uh, they do it uh, with their own on-site lumber mill, their own on-site uh, custom ironworks facility. They want to control those raw materials so they control uh, everything from front to back, from budget to the quality of the work that they do on any fence, whether it's a commercial project, residential, temporary rental fence, doesn't matter. Whatever division you're working with, you'll get the best from the best at Viking Fence. 837-6411, the phone number. It's 837-6411, online at vikingfence.com. Uh, when you think fence in Austin, Texas, think Viking Fence. There you go. Every single time. All right, uh, you know, Vegas Vegas does pretty good. So the, the line on game one, Nuggets-Lakers was six. It ended up a six-point final. Nuggets won it. Last night, the line was five and a half. Make your free throws at the end of the game. <laughs> and the Lakers uh, came up within five, 108-103. Uh, so if you took Denver, you lost. You took the Lakers, you won by half a point. Um, but through two games now, obviously the Nuggets have won both on home floor. I just don't think the Lakers have played a good game yet. And yet they've been in the game at the end of the game. I don't know what that means. They're 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 best. That means they've lost. That means they're down two zero. Yeah, but it's a long series, Buck. I mean, they're they're going to go back home, and the Lakers. I don't have... think it's as long as it it can be now. I, that that you had to win one of those games, well, I believe. Now look, if they, if they hold serve, then it all becomes about game five. And hold serve meaning win on their home floor where they haven't lost a game this year. I mean, I don't think there's going to be a night back in L.A. where the Lakers two stars. I mean, LeBron James missed four layups last night. Dude, he missed four a layups. thousand three-pointers, and he took some really bad shots. Uh, he did take some bad threes, and he was 0 for 6. Wow. But, but a bigger impact for, I think, the game, LeBron missed a dunk where he went up to try to do a hammer dunk and dro- dropped the ball. Oh, yeah, that was a breakaway. He yeah. was flopping again last night, too, you know, so all did, over the place. So did Jokic. Yeah, he did flop, and then Jokic did it right back to him <laughs> the next time down the floor, which I thought was pretty great. But, I mean, LeBron, I mean, he missed four little shots right at the cup, including a dunk. Uh, he was bad last night um, for the Lakers. And yet again, they were, it was a three-point game, four-point game in the closing minutes. As you said, Buck, they're going to lose close games. But my argument would be if they get back home in L.A. and play better, because I don't think they played it. They didn't play a good defensive game in game one. And last night, their two best players, I mean, Anthony Davis was four for 15. LeBron was, uh, did not have a good shooting night. Uh, by any stretch, whether it was from deep or from in the interior, and scored 22 yeah. points. I thought it was a quiet triple-double by Jokic last night, too. Well, they did a nice job on him. The, 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 the hero for the game for the Lakers was Rui Hachimura, who came off the bench and, and scored 21. He also played great defense on Nikola, on Nikola Jokic last night. And uh, I mean, Jokic had a ho-hum triple-double of 17 rebounds and 12 assists and 23 points. 
But I mean, the story of the game was Jamal Murray. I mean, what he did, he had been he had been off earlier in the game with his shooting touch, and boy, he got to the fourth quarter and he started to look like Steph Curry. I mean, everything he threw up hit nothing but the bottom of the net. It was really, really impressive. This dude got going. Uh, it was like the microwave Vinnie Johnson, man. It was uh, really, really a, a, a you know, 23 points in a 12-minute span. And he, 9 of 10 free throws, hit four big threes, and really became the difference in the basketball game. And that really was. I mean, you're talking about both teams have two stars. Uh, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray both played really well last night when it mattered most. Both Anthony Davis and, and LeBron James did not. Both of them had poor nights, I thought, and uh, the Lakers still had a chance to win the game. So I know. Yeah, I just think they'll press over the next two games. They'll ha- well, they'll have to press. They they're they're in a real dire situation. The Lakers. I mean, you're down two zero to a really really good basketball team right now, and yeah, you haven't lost a game at home ever. So in these playoffs, but man, you're gonna have to do some outstanding things. LeBron can't sit back there and take these crazy threes. I mean, I understand you get a breakaway and the ball slips out of your hand. Those those things happen. He had a couple that got away from him, but. It's the ones that he takes that are that aren't close. See, those jumpers, those three point shots. Yeah, I thought again, LeBron yeah. is the you know, he is the leader of that team and I thought he's played poorly in the biggest moments of the games one and two. Uh and that's you know, we talked about the last you know, two minutes of game one where they had a chance to uh to steal a road win and he took a bad three pointer with forty five seconds to go and uh, had a turnover late. And in this game he was he was nine for nineteen from the floor, oh for six from three. I mean, he's, he's a huge factor. He almost had a triple-double. But when those two guys take 34 shots and only make 13 yeah, that's of them, fun. that's going to hurt. That's a big number. Uh, you know, Rui Hachimura had 21. Austin Reeves had 22. Uh, the, the supporting cast. Reeves wasn't, he wasn't hot early. He was, he was struggling he got early hot late. in the game, yeah. He had a couple of big ones late to, to pull. Because when, when Jamal Murray went in Fuego, I mean, they went on a 15-1 to run. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, a close game was a double-digit lead, and then they had a couple turnovers, and then it was Austin Reeves who hit a bunch of you know consecutive mm-hmm. threes to get him back in it, uh, back down to five, and this is where Ty with the bet of Denver, <laughs> uh, it was Austin Reeves that really brought him back. But, uh, yeah, then LeBron James missed another you know, couple shots. He did Again, that's my old – it feels like Denver is the better team. I just – in a long series, if they go to L.A. and win Saturday night and then again on Monday night, it'll be 2-2 going back to Denver. And, and again, a, a seven-game series isn't a series until a road team wins. Obviously, if Denver goes in and takes one of the two in L.A., no, that's that series over. That's Katie bar the door. But if the Lakers can win on their floor, which I think they can, again, they've been they haven't. Well, they're not going to get shut out. They're going to win a game. But if they win both, then it becomes a three-game series, and I give the Lakers a puncher's chance uh, in the series because again, I don't think they've played a good game yet, uh, and maybe they won't. I'm just saying that they have not played a good game yet. They've been in both games, which shows some 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 grit that they have. Um, but so far, yes, Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, the, Mur- the the Nuggets have been the better team. They're the better rebounding team. Uh, but we'll see if they can do that at Staples Center uh, in L.A. Um, because if uh, the Lakers win there, too, then we have a series. Obviously, tonight in Boston, it is a must-win for the Celtics. I mean, they absolutely have to win this game with the Heat tonight. Uh, we know that would that would be going down 2-0, going back to, the, back to South Beach, would be a huge problem for the Boston oh, Celtics. Oh, yeah, it would. So I think they would. I think Miami would put the lights out if that if that. Oh, were but to they happen. get both. I mean, yeah. uh, you know that, that that line is still nine nine and a half. That's crazy. The the the, the odds makers favor the Celtics by nearly nearly yeah. double digits tonight. Jimmy Butler's not going to let them be tired or or sit back with one win. Well, and as we talked about yesterday, going into the series, the biggest single advantage for the Heat is their coach, right? And in in Game One, you realize that while the uh, while the the Heat were outscoring the uh, the Celtics in the third quarter, forty six to twenty five. 
mean, a 21-point advantage in one quarter. You realize that uh, the young coach, Joe Mazzulla, didn't call a single timeout? Didn't use a single timeout. Trying to let the to, guys figure it out themselves. To slow anything down, to make an, any adjustment. Um, just all, just let it happen. Uh, overwhelm. Um, I thought I saw Darvin Ham last night a couple of times. He also was a young coach. Uh, do a good job when, when it felt like the, the thing was getting away from them. Darvin Ham called a couple of timeouts for the Lakers just to slow things down, get them a breather, and um, you know just slow the momentum down. Uh, Joe Mazzulla for the entire third quarter where your team's outscored you know 21 points, you gotta you got to do something with your team. Uh, and then after the game, Joe Mazzulla kind of threw his team under the bus because he was asked by the Boston media, you know, why weren't you prepared? And he said, we were prepared. You know, we, had, we played a great first half. We came in, we scored 66 points, but, you know, they followed up and said, well, you weren't prepared to, to start the second half. Uh, and he said, no, well, then he almost put that on the players saying, well, look, we were ready. We had a game plan. It just didn't get executed. And uh, the Heat were the tougher team in that third quarter. But the young coach didn't do much to help his team. And you wonder if uh, you wonder if the Celtics and their players will rally behind their coach, or if there's going to be some friction there. Because if you if you listen to that press conference, it did feel like Joe Mazzulla was you know, saying, like, "Don't blame me, don't look at me. Uh, look at them. They were the ones on the floor." Which is true. Same time, the coach has to you know, step in and help out when. Yeah, things don't are look going at me. Well. They built up a nice lead. They were playing well for the first half. Yeah, they're professionals. They ought to be able to handle. Well, it. he was. He almost took the, like a fence that they asked if why weren't you prepared? Well. Look, I mean, that's a forty-eight minute game. It's not a twenty-four minute game. You, 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 you were you looked completely dear. Right, and that's what I say about the Lakers. It doesn't matter if you're if you come back and fight back and you lose, you lose. It just ends up being an L. I know it hurts Ty because these guys can't shoot the free throws to get him two points. I'm happy but, with it. I'm happy with what happened. I'll yeah. take I'll take a two zero series lead. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, you will. Because now the Lakers are in the position to have to beat them four out of five times to win Which the is series. Because remember, I did take Denver winning the series four to one. Mm-hmm. You did, and uh, it could be for you. Uh, we'll just see. I, I still think we're going to have a series there. I, I would lean. You know, I picked the Lakers because you guys were both taking Denver to be contrarian. Same time, I still feel like the Lakers have a because again, they haven't played a good game yet. They play a good game, find some mojo, and the fact that they haven't played well and are still in the game at the end, uh, their 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 reserves are outplaying the Denver reserves right now. Hachimura. Austin Reeves, uh, Schroeder, those guys are, are giving them a chance because when your stars play as poorly as Davis and LeBron did Porter last night. Porter is killing them, though. He doesn't miss. Well, I mean, it's a really good Denver team. God. It's a really good Denver team. Michael Porter had 16 points last night, hit five of his ten uh, or four of seven three-pointers. Uh, he's a nice piece. Aaron Gordon is a big dude down low. I mean, Caldwell Pope didn't do as much, but uh, the kid Bruce Brown keeps coming off the bench and giving yes. Denver a great spark. And when he comes in, he get a spark immediately when he comes he does. in. He absolutely does. And Hachimura did the same thing, uh, and Schroeder did the same thing for the Lakers. Those guys are – it's a gritty gritty Lakers team. I, I just feel like if they get really good performances from their stars, like we've seen the Nuggets get, uh, they can they can win a couple of games, at least make it a series and get it back to Denver with a chance. But, uh, yeah, right now Denver in control of that series. The Heat up one. I'll none. give them this. They have to win game three. Right? Oh, gosh. Yeah, without a doubt. I just said that. I mean, the Lakers have to hold serve, meaning win their two home games. If they do, it's a best of three series, and they head back to Denver. Denver would have two of those three on their home floor, where they're undefeated in the playoffs as well. Um, but we'll see. Lakers, disappointed. Uh, well, I, they have to be with their performance and still you know, losing those games. Because Denver won them, but I don't think the Lakers played a real— they didn't play as good a game in this series, in either of those two games as they did at all in the Golden State Series. And maybe it's a matchup situation, 
But LeBron James missed a lot of easy shots last night and took a lot of open threes that he shouldn't be taking. When he's got guys on his team that can make threes like Austin Reeves, right. he doesn't need to be shooting them. And Anthony Davis doesn't need to be shooting three threes either. I mean, they were one of nine from three. What are those? I mean, those aren't not go to the basket. Uh, even when he went to the basket, LeBron was struggling last night. <laughs> I think that right before he 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 bobbled the ball in the dunk that he was trying, you know, the breakaway. He had something. Didn't yeah, he? he went right to the lane and got to the to the rim and like, yeah. the finger, missed one. Finger right roll there. was short. It's like LeBron, what are you doing? It was hilarious. What are you? What is happening? You're starting to look like an old guy. All of a sudden. Yeah, he had two plays in a row. He looked pretty old. And he yeah. missed like three threes in a row. Yeah. Just trying to like hit that like, get, you know, no, he tried to get, He tried shot. to gather some real momentum. If I can just get one of these to go, maybe I can start the roll. But after after he bobbled the dunk. That's and, when I knew it was over. And as he said, he came in with a finger roll that got cleared of the basket and it came up yeah, it was short. short. It's almost like, like an air ball. Wow. It's like, LeBron, you're up. Your head's almost on the rim and you missed that? That really got the crowd going into it. Oh. Or into it, and he missed a couple more in the second half, where he got all the way to the rim and just, golly, finished that, LeBron. Um, I don't think LeBron will shoot that poorly again. Maybe he will. He hadn't. Sh- I mean, especially the three pointers because he's not been shooting threes well at all in the playoffs. Well, it doesn't matter. They haven't lost a game at home. They're different when they're at home. Yeah, and that's kind of my only argument is that if they win those two, put the pressure back on Denver. Let's not forget the WNBA starts tonight. The Mercury play tonight. Yeah, we're going to get you your, know that. Oh, are you going to give us your WNBA update this morning? I'll give it after that. the first game. There's a big one. It's a big one. Okay. Okay, that'll be fun. Uh, well, we'll also pick up uh, the baseball. Longhorns, great win last night. Get you into your weekend. Preview at PGA Championship. They're trying to wrap up round one and then tee off round two this morning. From Rochester, we'll keep you posted on that as well. It's a busy Friday, and we're just getting warmed up, and we appreciate you being there, however you find us. 1049, 1019, AM 1260 streaming, always on your Horn app, on your smart speaker, and at hornfm.com. It's Bucky and Aaron. Friday on the horn, B and E with you. Keeping an eye on the PGA Championship. They're wrapping up round one. Your leader continues to be Eric Cole. He is 500 through 14. Still has to finish uh, four more holes here on the uh, round one. Bryson DeChambeau, the clubhouse leader at this point. Scotty Scheffler just a stroke back along with Corey Connors. Dustin Johnson, all three shot 67s in their first round. Uh, but boom, boom, DeChambeau won't tee off till this afternoon, nor will Scotty Scheffler. He looks good, time. doesn't he, his body-wise? Oh, yeah, he slimmed down. Uh, he said he stopped. Uh, he changed his diet um, because he felt like he was he was too muscle-bound. Um, but, yeah, he looks like. He, he still hits it long now. Between, who, between who, he and Phil Mickelson, who all of a sudden has like a jawline and he's like looks like. I mean, there was a, sh- a, 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 sh- a shot of him. Uh, late in the in the round when the sun was going down and it was like a silhouette from behind him. You're like, that's Phil Mickelson. Look how skinny he is. It was almost like a, a shadow. What happened of him. to his boobs? Yeah, where did boot? Where did uh, big old chubby Phil Mickelson go? A lovable chubby Phil. No, no, he is. Uh, he's in great shape in his early fifties now, and doing it. And yeah, DeChambeau says that he. Uh, um, what do you say? He he went from a five thousand calorie a day intake to about twenty nine hundred. Wow. He says he's down to about 210, 215. He lost 18 pounds in 24 days on a diet that he began last year. Um, he, he also said... Ooh, that's a lot of work to keep up what he was doing because he was a monster. He also stopped eating foods that inflame his body, he said. No more corn, wheat, gluten, and oh. dairy products. And lost nearly... Tw- Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. 20 pounds in 25 days. And yeah, he looks considerably lighter. I need a little lighter, information. But he's still banging it. I mean, he oh, went yeah. 313 yards off the tee. And, uh, you know, we... He uh, he won the U.S. Open on a very difficult golf course, very similar to this one at Oak Hill, and um, so he's got the game to do it. And Bryson DeChambeau—that's not a name we've yeah. heard much of. And, and some of the guys like DeChambeau and and Scheffler yesterday, the rough didn't bother them. They came right out of the rough. They they went through that rough, and that that stuff was thick. But they knocked it so long, they didn't have that far to go. Oh, that's right. That's why it's a bomber's course. <laughs> Because it's not as penal. I mean, you're right. when you're they that didn't have far a lot of down. Trees or anything else like that. When you're that far down, you can get a club on it and uh, and still get it up in and around the green and on the green. A lot of times, there won't be much spin on the ball, but at the same time, you can you can manage the course, make pars, and then if you when you're in the fairway, you want to attack it and try to make some birdies. Um, also, Roy McIlroy thought you know he had some struggles early, but then finishes one over, mm-hmm. so he's right in the mix and uh, looked looked better in the back nine than he did. Um, you know, Scotty Scheffler, you know, he's right where he wants to be. Absolutely. Three under par. It's what he does. Uh, puts himself in the mix uh, almost every time now. Only, you know, Jordan Spieth and John Rahm were two top guys that did not have good days. And what the hell was Tom Kim doing climbing in the mud? See this guy? What is up with Six that guy? Six tee shot? I, I don't I mean, I guess he, he was trying to save a stroke is what he was trying to do, not have a lost ball. And, uh, yeah, this dude climbed into the mud and came out. And, dude, he got... He had to go change his whole outfit. And it was cold there. This dude's climbing in the mud on the sixth, on just off the sixth tee box. Come on, man. Now he's a, vi- now he's a viral sensation, Tom Kim. Uh, but, yeah, PJ Championship in Rochester. We'll keep you posted. Uh, we'll get back to the Longhorn baseball. I know Craig Whale will have more on that coming up. We had a great call last night of three home runs from Porter Brown, Dylan Campbell with a big home run, and the Longhorns with a dominant performance over West Virginia last night, welcoming them into the dish. Uh, but the great news came right ahead of the game when Tyrese Hunter, um, you know, we've been waiting on Tyrese's decision. We've I've heard from everyone that it, it, they're feeling really good that Tyrese will be back after, you know, doing the draft combine thing and didn't even get invited to the actual combine itself after going through the process. And uh, he made that decision yesterday. Tyrese Hunter will be back for the Longhorns, which gives them a, a returning veteran presence in the backcourt. That can only be a good thing for the Longhorns. Backcourt's He's a pretty nice good. player, yes. I mean, that's a, that's a good piece. Uh, for the horns, and if Max Asmus, the uh, I mean, you got four years of film to watch on Max Asmus. You can go to YouTube and watch that dude. He can score and he can play. Uh, he is a really, really good player. And uh, Kendall Weaver from UT Arlington, oh, also yeah. real good player. I mean, that's the formation of a pretty darn good backcourt. And don't you have to think Tyrese Hunter, having been through the draft process, uh, remember he went through that slump last year, but by the end of last year, he was playing really good basketball and helped the Longhorns get to uh, to a Big Twelve tournament championship in the Elite Eight. I think Tyrese Hunter comes back with with something to prove here. Yeah, I, I know he will, but I don't really. Still, once again, I, I don't. You don't need him to be a big scorer. Those other two guys, that kid Aceman can score. I mean, he he's one of those guys. Either you're going to see in those high teens in the twenties and can get you a thirty thirty some point game every once in a while. I think he's that kind of player. Uh, yeah, and you hope the chemistry comes quick. I mean, that's going to be the quad cha- challenge for Rodney Terry, a former you know guard point guard himself, uh, is getting these guys you know. Because I agree with you. I mean, last year Tyrus Hunter averaged you know ten and a half points a game as a freshman at Iowa State. He was eleven. I mean, if you're if you're Rodney Terry and you could get him to twelve or thirteen points on average a game, but the assist number goes up. Yes, right. He goes from you know two and a half assists to to four, four and a half, five assists a game. Uh, working with Max Aismas in the backcourt, uh, working with the bigs. Of course, uh, the kid, big kid from uh, 
from Virginia is coming in through the portal. Caden Shedrick, you got D- Dylan DeSue coming back. Um, oh, there will be a lot of rebounds to be had because I got I got a feeling. I mean, if Hunter doesn't shoot the ball, these other two kids are going to that ball is going up. It, it's not going to be like when they used to go into the deep hole with the other guards. This ball is going up. They're they're making their moves and they're going to the basket. They're really good athletes too. Well, the thing you love about Aismas is he's a he shoots a lot, but he makes a lot. Yeah, he's an efficient offensive player. Uh, if you watch him at Oral Roberts, where he was the two time you know conference MVP and averaging twenty two points a game, he's got a little time. bit of. You mentioned this guy the other day. He's got a little bit of Lloyd. Free in him, Lloyd B. Free. He's got a little bit of that he in littler, him. He littler than yeah. World B. Free. But, but he's, he's got some of that in him. Well, he's just a really, really good shooter. He's out of Dallas Jesuit, and he... Um, Who was the guy who was here years ago that I used to love that was just volume shooter at I Texas? Um, How far back are you going? Uh, Reggie Freeman? No. <laughs> Afterwards. Well, he's really quick off the jump. He's just, he's only a six-foot guard. He's not a, yeah. He, but, boy, can he, you know... You know, pull up and, and hit it quick. I mean, he shoots forty percent from three point. He shoots ninety percent from the foul line. Uh, he's just a really, really good shooter and really good player. Good ball handler. So that you know, they would call him a combo guard. But he will facilitate offense. But he can create offense for himself. Uh, and he's going to be a handful off of pick and rolls uh, in in the uh, the handoff game because he he's got such a quick shot. Uh, and that's what he was so good at it at Oral Roberts. Now, does that translate into the Big Twelve? I think so. Uh, four-year starter. Uh, no, he won't the, dribble as much as Marcus Carr. He's going to go. He's going to make his move and be gone yeah. or take his jump shots. Well, and now it'll be interesting. And again, I think the, the formation of the roster is built. We'll wait on Dylan Mitchell to make his decision, but more and more looks like he's leaning to keeping himself in the NBA draft, uh, which that the, uh, decision could come down pretty shortly. He's, the thing about Dylan Mitchell is he's having a really good combine. He got invited to that combine, and he's playing really well, especially on the offensive end of the floor. So Dylan is helping himself quite a bit which might lead him to stay and uh, see if he can get drafted in, in the draft this summer, one of the, one of the two rounds. Uh, but that, so the formation of the, the backcourt is built, and you know on the front court what you're coming back with. And I still think the Longhorns are going to be active in this portal for three, maybe even four more players. Uh, they're going to still be looking for depth. Um, and, you know, you've got to be thinking if you're Rodney Terry, we've got to try to find somebody in here that, uh, you know, because Max Aismas is a one-year guy, right? He's only got one year left, I think, right? Who knows how the rules work these days? But Max Aismas... He's coming in as a graduate transfer from Oral Roberts and has one more to go. Um, you know, Tyrese Hunter, you think this would be it. You're going to have to build some some depth or you're doing this every year. But uh, the, the front court, though, is shaping up to be you – know, it'll be a bigger team this year, right? It'll be a taller team uh, than you were, mainly because of the Virginia transfer, Shedrick, who's 6'11", 6'11 half with a long wingspan, who he's exciting because we already know coming from Virginia – he was asked by you know, Tony Bennett to anchor their defense and be a rim protector and rebound, uh, not do much on the offensive end, and that's not an offensive program. Uh, he's coming to Texas because they they want to help him develop his offensive right. game on top of the defense. You're getting a 6'11 guy in the post who can play next to Dylan DeSue and give you some length on the front court. Uh, and then, of course, your backcourt builds. Brock Cunningham is coming back as well. Uh, so like the, like where this uh, this roster is going, they also brought in the kid six eight kid from UTEP, who Rodney Terry orig- originally uh, recruited, and he adds to the front line as well. So they got about a core of nine guys right now uh, that you feel pretty good about. Got and a decent front line too. Front line backcourt, yeah. and now I think they'll be looking death. Now the the name that you're hearing all Longhorn fans, really everybody in college basketball, talking about is the kid Caleb Love, right? Caleb Love, who who was transferring from North Carolina. Tried to go to Michigan, but the word yesterday was his, his grades didn't transfer. Oh, and well, they don't do too much school at North Carolina. And that's not a joke about North Carolina, but that's true. Like, like he, he couldn't 
carry his his grades into Michigan. Uh, so I don't know how, how that would translate to Texas, but at the same time, Caleb Love is a really good player, and we just talked about the Longhorn backcourt. Oh, we, we never can make it work out. We can make it work. We can <laughs> well, make we'll it work. take that Ethiopian studies credit. Yeah, we can make it work. Or what other classes they take at North Carolina? Remember they got in trouble for making up classes for for athletes? Drawing with crowns. Drawing with crowns. They had African-American studies or something. That's everywhere. That's everywhere? They have that class everywhere. Did Uh, you take it? Did you take it? Southwest Texas, they they didn't have it there? I thought about it. I thought about it. Uh, This says the guys, Dylan Mitchell now projected to go to the Spurs in the second round. Okay. Yeah, I saw Mike Finger, who writes for the San Antonio Express mm. News, has had the co- had the quote from Dylan Mitchell that he's really having a great time playing at this combine, thinks he's excelling, and kind of feels like he's that close to fulfilling his dream of playing professional basketball. So uh, keep an eye on that. This AJ Abrams, is that who you're thinking of? No, shooter for Texas. No, AJ no. could shoot it, bro. Man, he can. Another guy used to come off the bench and just go nuts, shoot every time he had the ball. And I kept saying, I mean, I mean, tomorrow volume, he just kept going. I don't. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on who you're trying to trying to think of for the Longhorn basketball team. Oh, but, one of these guys will get it. Well, I mean, you can you can have some fun if you go watch and you like basketball and watch Max Asmus and his highlight film from Oral Roberts. And there's a lot of it. Four years and um, you know, average twenty points a game. Uh, he's a really good offensive player, and you can build an offense around him. I and mean, he's the type of guy that comes in as preseason, you know, first team All Big Twelve kind right. of thing. That he can have that kind of impact. And I think Tyrese Hunter. Can have you know preseason all Big Twelve conversations, and uh, you know the other guy that they brought in from UT Arlington. You can watch his film as a freshman, Kendall Weaver, out of the Metroplex. That kid is really athletic in uh, both ends. I mean, he plays you know really good defense with long arms, and then can really stroke it from the uh, the offensive end as well. Uh, and so the long that's the the makings of your backcourt. But you would if Caleb Love had interest in Texas. I mean, you'd be interested. I'm not saying he had, but, you know, if you're Rodney Terry and now Michigan is where he's headed, now he's opened it up again, I think you'd have to get in on that conversation, wouldn't you? But uh, For sure. We'll see. Uh, Longhorn's still looking to add some pieces, but uh, the formation of a pretty good foundation for 2023. Uh, Longhorn baseball season coming to a climax here at the end of the regular season. Craig Way will have more coming up. 12-2 dominant victory last night for the Horns, taking down West Virginia. Also back into the Lakers and Nuggets, and uh, the Nuggets up two games to none. They are two wins away from their first ever trip to the NBA Finals. We'll preview that as well. Also, on three sports yesterday, you know, yesterday was 100 days to the first college football game. Notre Dame will play Navy over in Ireland. They're gonna, that's, the, that's the first game of the college football year. It's in Dublin. And so 100 days out, on three sports came out with their top 100 players in college football for 2023. Top 100 players will tell you coming up in our Coach's Corner the next hour which four Longhorns made it. And which two should have made it that didn't? I mean, this is unbelievable in my mind. We'll get to that coming up. Also, some B&E facts of the day. First, here's Craig. It's Bucky and Aaron. B&E, thanks to everybody who uh, were making suggestions on the guard. The sh- they got it. Shooting guard tech that Bucky was trying to think of. Jacobin Brown, the answer. Yeah, he would be in for three minutes, but he was going to jack up at least eight shots. It was automatic eight. Dude, the guy, he averaged 20 points a game one I mean, season. Good Lord, that guy Jacobin. could jack it up. I forgot about Jacobin. Jacobin's still playing, by the way. Come on now. yeah, in Israel. Plays in Israel. You know, he finished at Texas in 2012, so he's only in his early 30s. He's still playing. He's playing in Tel Aviv on a team in Israel. Uh, still playing wow. basketball. Yeah. Jacobin Brown. Boy, he could keep it warm in a what hurry. About, what about Jordan Hamilton? <laughs> I don't think Jordan's still playing. I, mean, I could be wrong. I loved him. Uh, well, remember, that was the team that climbed to number one 
for Rick Barnes into early January, and then just the, the team just disintegrated. Yeah, Jacobin, and, I just stayed there, and I just I wouldn't keep my I kept my eyes right on TV because you couldn't that guy was going to fire it up. It was going up some way somehow. Who was the wing slash like power forward? Um, he had a game winning shot against Iowa State one year at home. He had big ears, shorter hair. Huh. If anybody can remind me of his name, I'm. It wasn't Jordan. Oh, Hamilton. big ears. Oh, big ears. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Go back to work now, people. Thank you, guest Bucky. Now you got to guest ties. Thank you for the Jacobin Brown. For sure. For sure. B and E facts of the daytime. We do it before the seven o'clock top of the seven every morning, and there were a lot of them last night, including an, an incredible hockey uh, hockey game. Wow. Uh, they played four overtimes last night in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals with Carolina playing uh, Florida. Four overtimes. So a full 60-minute game and then four overtimes. Uh, the sixth longest game in Stanley Cup playoff history. And it was 13 seconds from going to the fourth overtime when Matthew Kachuk made a, made a goal, scored a goal. No, it was 14 seconds away from going to the fifth overtime. That's what I'm saying, yeah, fifth overtime. They were in the end, end of the fourth. They were going to a fifth, uh, which would have taken it up the pecking order on the longest hockey games ever. But uh, read the uh, um, Kachuk with a goal with about 13 seconds to go to avoid a fifth overtime. What Incredible. a huge win! I mean, what that the, what that does for your psyche? You basically played two games in one, and you got the win. Going into game two, you're double as tired. That's huge in my mind. Yeah, mentally for sure. Yeah, you're gonna be exhausted uh, for game number two. Uh, also, John Rahm yesterday at the uh, how bad was he at the PGA Championship? <laughs> Real bad. He posted the worst opening round score to par, plus six, by a world number one ever at the PGA Championship. Six over for a world number one. The distinction was previously held by Greg Norman in 1990 and Tiger Woods in 2005. They both shot five over. But uh, Rahm was not good, and he is not in contention right now. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, the biggest name at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah, you get around plus leader. five, even in this tournament, you're going to have some problems. Plus two, maybe. Plus five. Yuck. Yeah, if you're plus two, three, even Jordan Spieth at plus three, you know, this is going to be a really tough golf course into the weekend. And, and, and DeChambeau, because remember, it's a par 70, so DeChambeau with a 66 to be at four under, uh, I think the you know the winning score will could be, be six under. Could, be, could eight be about under. that, right? So if you have yeah. a good day today, you're going to put yourself right in the mix. Uh, but how about the fact of this game last night? Jamal Murray finished with 23 points in the fourth quarter. He was absolutely unbelievable. Uh, but it is his fourth career, 20-point fourth quarter in the playoffs. That's the most of any player over the last quarter century. Uh, this guy is a clutch performer, and uh, flat out for the first two games, the the stars for the Nuggets, Murray and Jokic, have outplayed the stars for the Lakers, LeBron and, and Davis. Now Anthony Davis had a forty point game in Game One, but he was uh, he was rough last night. He got good looks. He just for he and LeBron, they just he didn't go in last night, and uh, that's the story of that series. They're down two games to none. How about this? LeBron James has now missed nineteen straight three pointers in the fourth quarter, dating back to Game Two of the first round with Memphis. That's the longest streak of any player in the last 25 postseasons. Okay, LeBron, stop shooting threes. In the no, no, you got to take those threes. But the other part is they're letting him get the lane. I mean, they're spreading the floor, and LeBron can get to the cup anytime he wants. And it's not like Nikola Jokic is a rim protector. They don't have one. And But then he's missing these bunnies. He's he trying to like get this momentum, this momentum thing going with these threes for some reason. Uh, trying just, to get himself going. He's, he's losing to, it. He just wants to see it go in. Yeah, well, it's hitting that rim. Clank. And they're still not getting back on the breaks. Well, this is, would be my argument. In game one, when LeBron was shooting threes, and you got to go to Anthony Davis, who's scored 40 points and has the hot hand. Last night, Rui Hachimura. Guy didn't miss a shot. 
why are you guys why are you guys taking shots when you and you're cold and you got a guy who hadn't missed a shot on the night who the Nuggets have no answer for? I they, didn't understand that either. They missed like ten straight field goals at one point. Those two, I know. Uh, I understand the stars. No, the team wanted- as a whole. For like a seven-minute stretch, they they missed like ten straight. They're lucky Denver Denver wasn't shooting as well during that stretch, or that would have, I think they would have won by ten plus. They won by five. Lakers uh, going back to L.A. for game number three tomorrow night. Of course, tonight will be game number two. Heat and Celtics will preview that coming up. Also on three sports is ranked the top one hundred college football players for the upcoming season. A hundred days to the start of the year. Longhorns have four, and they probably should have six. We'll tell you that. Uh, List coming up. We'll also talk uh, more on Tyrese Hunter and his decision. And the Longhorn baseball team, emphatic game one win over West Virginia last night. Does that set up them for a run here through the weekend? We'll certainly preview that as well. Part of a busy Friday here on the show of the people. Appreciate you being there here on the Horn.